Welcome everybody to another episode of Game Chat, the video game variety show brought to you by Borderline Entertainment. I am your host, Ace of Green River, and I am joined today to my lovely, which side is it? Is this left? I always have to look at this first. Okay, left is Josh Biddick. Hey everyone, how you doing? And directly below me is Mr. Nate Bressler. Hey everyone. And you can see we have a fantastic special guest, the one, the only Morgan Shaver. Shaver, uh, Morgan, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Hi. Uh, for those who don't know, this is the video game variety show where we talk about video games in all different types of formats and things and ways, and we have a great time, and we love that you are a part of this. So if you are listening on podcast services or watching it on YouTube, that's fantastic. We are super grateful for you. But don't forget, this is live on twitch.tv slash borderline entertainment. But before I jump into the rest of the show, Morgan, for those who don't know you, who are you? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I am currently the editor-in-chief of Prima Games, and I'm also the community manager for Tetris. I have a question about Tetris. I have answers. Because <laughs> I also feel like you are the... Not just the the community manager, but the ultimate Tetris advocate. I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> How does Tetris keep iterating on itself time and time again when I don't think it's possible? Um, that is a good question. I think it's in part due to like really creative developers, whether it's you know Tetris ninety nine focusing on the competitive element or. Um, enhanced doing Tetris effects and um, like Mizuguchi kind of incorporating stuff that he's done from like Res and then turning it into this cool Tetris experience. I don't know the best way to describe it, but it's really beautiful. Um, so it's just kind of, I don't know, they, they trust people and that trust is good because it comes out with a lot of different games. That's awesome. And then last Tetris thing, just because I'm super curious, favorite Tetris block? That is a good question. Um, I'm going to stick with the eye tetramino just because I really suck at T-spinning. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't even I understand how T-spinning works. I see people do it and I'm like, I quit. I, I'm awful at <laughs> it. I don't, I don't get it either. I like, I watch it. I watch the setups and I try to do it myself and it's, I don't know. I think I just, I lack the patience for it. So just, yeah. I just stick with stacking and then clearing and then whatever works <laughs> only other got it luck based and normally it's just like okay i'm gonna randomly keep pressing keep pressing keep pressing okay it went in yeah there's a lot of pressure behind it and it's just oh, yeah. it's like anxiety inducing but also so rewarding oh i had to uninstall tetris 99 because it was just too much pressure <laughs> i couldn't handle i could only play that once because i seriously I, I put it down and i was like this is worse than that time i lost mario kart in front of a group of people like i was like I'm not good. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with tetris effect uh, but again, this is Game Chat, the video game variety show. We're going to jump into our first topic of the day, Newsbees. Now, we've got a lot of Newsbees items. We're going to try to keep it contained. I know in past segments and past episodes, we've gone on for like the majority of the episode. And it's hard because you, the listener or watcher, have feelings. And we have feelings too. And we can't help but talk about it nonstop. But the first item on the Newsbees docket is Spider-Man on the PS4 slash PS5? 
they need to just like have a, a regular name for it. But yeah, I think the the remaster is only available on the PS5, right? It is. If that's the whole deal with the new face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what? Fine, be that way, Fiddick. That's you're correct. Uh, you're, they're <laughs> technically available on like the game can be played on both systems, but like the remaster can only be played on five. But you can maybe bring saves from the four over. The, it, I, you are right. It is confusing. It is super confusing. I'm not even going to get on the fact that they said that saves probably won't go over the point that we're going to talk about with Spider-Man remastered is the fact that Peter Parker's face has been changed. Now there are going to be numerous changes and enhancements coming to the game. That's what you would expect from a remaster, Mm. but the PS five version of the game does something that is completely, I say unnecessary, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, so, of course, with Newsbees, we rank them anywhere from extreme hype, definite intrigue, mild interest, absolute boredom. But, as shows past, we can morph these if we really need to. I am going to morph extreme hype into extreme disappointment. Okay. Because I didn't see anything wrong with the actors. Well, not the voice actor. Yuri is still the voice. But mm-hmm. the, the visual actor, um, I liked the face before. I think it matched the age that they were going for for Peter Parker, him being in his early, mid-20s, something like that. He's 23. Been 23, so he's been Spider-Man for a little while. This seems like it's going Marvel's Avengers route and trying to be really close to the movie counterpart, to Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And it really just rubs me the wrong way. But, uh, Morgan, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Um, I think from a continuity standpoint, it's a little confusing. Um, I think that it'll be kind of like, if you've already played the game, but you want to play the remaster, it's going to be a little bit distracting. Well, not a little bit. It's going to be a lot distracting. Um, So (laughs) I personally don't like the decision. I think that, you know, even if it had taken more time, I think it would have been worth it to keep the same actor's face just because it's it's such a weird decision. I don't know. I don't like it. (laughs) Nate, what about you? I, so I, I'm kind of ambivalent because they did the same thing with Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider where it wasn't as drastic, but her face changed between games and it also changed between like version of the game. And so I think it's like, oh, okay, they changed the face. But at the same time, I think it's a little goofy that they changed it to like Tom Holland's face, Tom Holland's face, like basically. Because it is like, you could have gone with a different face because you can argue, we have better technology, here's where we're at. But the fact is that you like made it look just like Tom Holland is like, yeah, I don't just Tom Holland. And see, my only thing with the Tomb Raider comparison is like, at least in my eyes, and I could be completely wrong, before the reboot, past Tomb Raider games, story-wise, wasn't like anything to drive home about. Oh, you'd be quiet. Tomb Raider Underworld... I listen. Those games just like came and went for me. But the reboot and the subsequent sequels after that, I felt like had a tremendous story. And so now that is Lara Croft's face to me. Like Mm -hmm. Spider-Man on PS4, to me, I think had one of the best stories in in this generation when it comes to like AAA games. Um, So to to have that emotion tied to that face and to see another face it just feels different in comparison to, to Tomb Raider for me, but Biddick, what were you going to say? So I have a lot of feelings. Um, Spider-Man is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Spider-Man is 
probably my favorite hero. So like I have a whole lot of like emotion tied into this game. I I liked the original Peter Parker. Uh, I thought his face fit. And like, there's so many really impactful emotional scenes that like are tied to Peter, not necessarily Spider-Man, right? So I feel interesting on that aspect on like the new face. Seeing the faces side by side, I think the new face, it looks better in that realism sense. Um, and I know Insomniac says that, hey, this guy's face is going to help us match closer more to what Yuri did in his facial uh, performance. So I, I want to say that I trust Insomniac there because Insomniac obviously knows what they're doing. But I just, I don't understand why they, they what was it about the first actor they couldn't change to match Yuri's performance? I, from a gameplay standpoint, it gives me an excuse to play the game through again because I've, I've played through it four times. So I'm going to get the remaster and I'm going to have to play Spider-Man again because my thought process is that if Peter shows up in Miles Morales, which I would assume maybe not for a log section, but he's going to be there a little bit, it's going to be really weird if I'm not used to the new Peter's face. But that also makes me think for the people who aren't going to get the remaster or who don't pay attention to games as much, who are just Spider-Man fans, go in, they're not going to know who Peter is for a bit. And that also feels weird. It's a whole yeah. bunch of mixed emotions because I don't want to say like Insomniac's wrong. They very well could be because I don't know, it's it's their game and they're going to have to do what they think is best. It's just all sorts of weird. Yeah, I I didn't even think about the fact that this Peter Parker might be in Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And I'm. It doesn't dampen my excitement for Miles Morales, but it does feel a little bit like a bummer. Because I think to your point, right. now I feel like I need to play the remastered version of Spider-Man so I can get used to seeing it. So it's not like this big, <laughs> this big moment for me. Right. But where does it land on the Newsbees ranking scale for everybody? Mild interest. Yeah. I think that's or a mild good disappointment if we're going to use the new <laughs> ranking. Mild disappointment, like, meh. Yeah, I would say mild disappointment as well. Mild feels appropriate. Ace Sorry. is going full in. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm full in extreme disappointment. I Listen, I love Insomniac. They're one of my, my favorite devs, but didn't they make that game Fuse or Fuser? They made, I, they made some, like, third-person shooter, which I was like inventive a little well. bit, but... You liked it? Oh, man. I mean, from what I played, granted, it was a long time ago. It was a cool, like, all everyone has classes. There are these weird guns. Did I finish it? No, but I bought it, (laughs) and I played it, and it was fun. (laughs) It was a cool idea. Just the execution wasn't there. But, all right, next item on the Newsbees docket, let's talk about Stadia. I feel like we haven't ragged on Stadia in a while, probably because (laughs) most people forgot about Stadia. Now that uh, Luna's a thing, Game Pass has taken over the world. But, so... Google's coming out with a new peripheral, a new version of the Chromecast, which is going to have Google TV. I didn't do any research about Google TV, so take it or leave it about that. But this new version of the Chromecast, which you would assume is the ultimate version since it is the newer one, um, it's not going to support Stadia out of the box until sometime 2021. What? I mean, Google's been known to, if they don't like things, they just kill them off. I don't think that they're going to kill off Stadia yet, but I mean, am I just like grasping at straws thinking that this could possibly be them trying to wean Stadia 
off or like sunset it. Like, well, I don't understand why they wouldn't support it on their new hardware. But uh, Nate, what do you what do you think about this? So we all know that I love Stadia and I think it's wildly successful and great. Um, I truly in my brain thought that it was already on Chromecast. And so when they're saying that it's not going to be, I was like, oh, okay. So like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I feel like I kind of am in line with you, Asa, where I think they're trying to sunset it. And the easiest way to do it is say, Hey, it's going to be here, but not yet. And then eventually it will get there. And then no one will care anymore because like, I don't know, like, it's that, that whole Amazon Luna thing threw me for a loop too. Like just in general, I'm like, go back to what you're doing great at Google search and giving me packages in two days for free. Like those are the two things you guys should stick with. Let other people do other things, pump money into developers and create some really cool cross-platform games. But I just, it just seems like such a half step. It's like when you announce a video game, like let's say the fourth in a, a very popular Nintendo franchise that was a perfect trilogy was announced and then you say it's coming and it's coming and then it doesn't come and now it's like we're all like is it going to happen do we care anymore and so yeah. you care um so i would just say that like I, it's i'm i'm bored with stadia absolute boredom yeah i don't know why it keeps trying like just take it off life support i canceled my stadia a long time ago but uh morgan what do you think i think well the first thing when i heard that it wouldn't be on the new Chromecast until like 2021. I thought it was funny because um, I'm also not really a huge like Stadia fan. It kind of feels like, I know that like Google likes to experiment. So it kind of feels like when they tried Google Plus and then that didn't work and then they tried Google Glass and that didn't work. It kind of feels along those lines where it's cool and creative, but I think that it's not ultimately where they wanted it to be. Um, the new Chromecast looked nice, but yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really digging the pink color and I like the little remote that looks neat but that's probably like I've got an older Chromecast um, I didn't even upgrade to a, a Chromecast Ultra for Stadia I just use Stadia elsewhere um, so I don't even know if I'm going to pick this one up now like because I, yeah. I, I had thought about upgrading mine but if I were to ever pick up Stadia because I feel like there might be some reason I don't know if they do a major patch or update and and improve the services that I might want to try it out again. Well, now I can't get the newest one. I need to get this Ultra. But, but it, uh, what were you going to say? I mean, I, I think when, when City was announced, everyone was pretty much like, all right, this is either going to be really successful, but if it's not, like Google just kind of kind of slowly kill it like they have done with so many different things because they don't need to invest in any one thing. Like they, they have the money, they have the resources just to like, hey, let's, try whatever we want. And if it doesn't stick, it doesn't stick. So uh, hearing that it's not going to be on the next Chromecast when that was the big seller really does feel like, Hey, this is over. And I don't think anyone's super surprised. Like I'm sure I haven't used Stadia myself. It just doesn't anything like that. I really want to spend the extra money on right now, but I'm sure it runs really well. And everyone who I've talked to that uses it says they love using Stadia, but there's just nothing on it. And I think kind of we all saw the writing on the wall when it came out and it didn't have the games it said it was going to and things kind of kept getting pushed off and it never got those like first releases initially said. It just kind of, you know, it, it sucks, but it, we all like seeing people like Microsoft really push um, 
xCloud and everything, that's when you realize like, oh, Microsoft's going to stick with this. So yeah. I don't think Stadia has a chance. So, Which have, have any of you used Game Pass yet with the new xCloud integration? Mm-mm. I got an iPhone, so I won't be able to. Yeah, I'm fully Apple. Yeah. Crap. I had uh, a little bit. Oh, not okay. like a lot. Um, yeah, I have the OnePlus 7, so I do Android. <laughs> Did it? It's okay. Good. Did you get the little controller, or are you just using a, your own controller? I'm just using my own controller. Um, I was looking at some of the like accessories where you can like almost make it look like a Switch. Like, Ooh, I think that cool. looks yeah, kind of yeah. cool. So I might try that. Um, it runs well. Um, I'm thinking about upgrading my phone again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it runs it runs fine. Yeah. I I had the, um, I was in the, the test group when it was on iPhone before they'd taken it off. And it performed really well. Even in being like a, a beta alpha state, I thought it performed better than when I was playing with Stadia. So yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Um, but where, where are we all? I'm I'm going to say mild interest. I'm not going to go as low as absolute boredom just because I'm interested to see what, what they're going to do. I feel like they've poured too much to just let it go, but they're looking like old school Google right now. I'm I'm leaning towards Portum. I I would love to like if if Stadia can have a comeback, it would be incredible. I think it would be one of the biggest comebacks of all time. <laughs> but uh, like you said, like it's it's Google. I don't know what is considered a success or failure or worth their time. So I, I'm interested to see if if Stadia holds on. But with the next generation right around the corner, I just don't know if they're gonna think it's worth it. No, absolute boredom. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want to believe, like, I want to believe, but it's like, mm, I can't, <laughs> not right now. I'm done. I'm over it. I would say mild interest, um, but mostly because I'm interested in the Chromecast, so I don't know if that's, <laughs> yeah. that counts. No, it, it totally counts, because I'm the same way. Like, I, I want that Chromecast, but now I, I feel like I'm kind of locked into getting the Ultra, but... All right, let's move on. The next news be socket. And this is a little bit more exciting. I know the first two were kind of like sad times at Ridgemont High. But let's talk about <laughs> some, some Apex Legends. Way back when, during the summer, they announced that Apex was going to be getting cross-play. I don't think cross-progression. Uh, somebody let me know, either you all or, or in the comments in the chat. But at least it's getting cross-play, which is going to be fantastic because i love apex i want to play more and i want to play with my friends on other devices um, without having to feel like i'm starting all over again so apex is going to be releasing their beta next week their crossplay beta which is not including the mobile version if i'm correct and refresh myself i don't know if you guys had a chance to look at that article but it's going to be during their aftermarket collection event for their for season six but crossplay cross play is at least going to be available for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. So, who's I know, Josh, you are an Apex person, right? Yes, so I am. How does this jive with you? <laughs> Probably I really am good. Super excited. Um, I love Apex Legends. I so I never liked Battle Royale. Um, but with like I like Respawn, and when they shadow dropped him, like I will check this out. And I played it for a little bit, and I fell in love. And the year it came out, it was I think it was my number one most played game when uh, PlayStation sent me my breakdown. Yeah, I, I think I put like 120 hours into that game or something like that. 
and that was uh, that was before i ever got the battle pass or anything like i never put money into it until like this year i was like you know what like i should give them money like i've obviously put in the time like i can give them some money <laughs> to support what they've done right uh but no like it's it's something like ace i know you play on xbox and it's something i've really wanted to play with you we want to do together i've got a lot of friends who either play on pc or xbox and i play playstation and a majority of the time i play apex i just run with randoms so to be able to actually sit down and play with my friends i'm really really looking forward to the only thing that i'm thinking might be a little bit of a setback is being forced to use game chat not game chat is great podcast mm-hmm. Game chat, the actual <laughs> application within a game, isn't right, always right. great for whatever it's reason. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to be Discord for us. Anybody else there excited about Apex? Because I'm, I'm hyped. You know, like you, you brought up. I play on Xbox. I can't mm-hmm. wait to play with you on PS4. Um, I got a few other friends that do PS4 and PC. So, yeah, the 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 whole idea b- between crossplay, like it just needs to be on everything at this point. Yeah. So I'm, it was a long time coming in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of it needing to be on everything, I'm holding out for the Switch port that was also announced this summer. Oh, that's so right. I've never played it before. And I want to play it, but I, pre-COVID, was like, who needs a, another console when you're going to be on the go with the Switch? And here we are, nine or ten months into whatever this hellscape is, and I'm like, why do I not have a PlayStation? <laughs> so I'm ready for it to come to the Nintendo Switch so I can finally play it because I'm not going to buy a PS4 or an Xbox One X Series 2 or whatever until the new versions come out of the next generation, and then I will eventually buy one of those. So hopefully we get some news on the Switch because the Switch does really well with crossplay, um, with yeah. Xbox at least. So I'm, I'm hyped for it. I just I would like it to then come out to a device where I can then be like really hyped. Like You're person. patiently hyped. Yeah. yeah. Patiently hyped. sitting here like waiting for it. So. <laughs> Mild hype. Um, I like Apex Legends, maybe not as much as you guys. I do play on PS4 and all of my friends play on Xbox. So that'll be nice to play. Um, I'm curious to see how it'll work with PC um, just because I feel like with a shooter, Sometimes PC has an advantage. Um, I've also seen it too with other games. I do a lot of Paladins um, and there's crossplay there as well where you yeah. can play with um, people on the PC even if you're on the Xbox and I kind of do back and forth. Um, there's definitely a difference there even though it's not as shooter focused, I feel mm-hmm. like. So I'm very curious to see how that will be balanced um, but I'm very excited to play with people who play on Xbox without me having to start a new profile yeah. on Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the next step, not to get ahead of Respawn, because I know they're super focused on this right now, but cross-progression seriously needs to be, like, the biggest thing in the world. Because I started playing on PC way back in the day because of the whole, well, I can't play with my other friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hated the fact that I didn't have any of my unlockables. I didn't have the heroes that I paid for. they're stuck on the xbox which is like a huge bummer and apex is notorious for like whenever you earn things they'll always give you stuff for characters that you don't even have so Mm -hmm. yeah it's a huge bummer i think that's the next step but i'm extreme hype because i want to play with my friends morgan talking about the pc stuff does make me a tad nervous because like i'm not great at apex i'm not terrible but i know that like i'm just not gonna compare to someone with mouse and keyboard that's that is something that kind of like makes me a little nervous so i'm inter- like like you said i'm interested to see how they kind of work with that 
that I think that they'll be okay if they play their cards right. I mean, it's going to take some tweaks, but usually when you have that kind of thing and you can see it with Fortnite is they increase like the auto aim um, accuracy. They increase the, um, the, the shoot from the hip accuracy as well for console players um, to give them a little bit of, I mean, if you really wanted to up your game, you could just up your sensitivity. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think with those few modifiers, things should be okay. Like even when I play on PC, this is going to sound like the dumbest thing in the world, but I plug a controller (laughs) into my PC to play Apex because there's just, there's too much going on for me to to use the the keyboard everywhere. Whereas a controller just puts it all in a nice little package and I love it. I love it. But all right, let's, let's, we have a couple more things. So let's move on to the next item on the docket, which is Nintendo direct question mark. So this has been leaked. I don't remember the exact source and the the website that I gave you guys for this is also pretty sketchy, but <laughs> the items that are in this potential leak for a direct that's supposed to be later this week are not sketchy. Like these are games that we have been clamoring for for a long time, at least me personally. So let me just run through the list for the listeners. So this is supposedly going to be on October 8th which is Wednesday, I believe. Anybody got that? Probably not. No. It is Thursday, actually. Thursday. We're close. We're close. Which, I don't... Is Thursday a day for directs? I feel like usually they do Tuesdays or Wednesdays, but... So... I I think sometimes Thursdays, because NVC always records, and then they drop a direct. Okay. So, I don't think that the date necessarily is an off date then, but the list of games that are potentially going to be shown WarioWare, switch it up. So a new WarioWare game, which is exactly what I want. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, The Crown Tundra, Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury, Kirby, Power Rumble, Dragon Quest Anthology, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, um, Nintendo Game Boy games coming to Nintendo Switch Online, Grand Theft Auto 3, uh, Persona 5 Scramble, Super Smash Brothers, um, Ultimate Challenger Pack 7, Crash Bandicoot, um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 DLC, and then Legend of Zelda Breath of Evil teaser trailer. This is such a densely packed list. First of all, I'm extreme hype, so let me get my, my ranking out of the way. <laughs> some of these feel like they're realistic, but some of them seem like really out of left field. Where's everybody at with this? Do you think this is real? Are you hyped? Are you just like, screw it, whether it's fake or real, I just want everything that's here. <laughs> I'm nervous about its validity only because Crown Tundra is coming out in October. They just dropped that it's coming in October. So like that's one thing we have to take off is like, oh, that's not right. So is that like a zing where we don't believe the whole direct? Is it something where someone just got their wires crossed? Um, I want to see Fall Guys because, again, another game I haven't been able to play, but seen everyone play. Seems pretty awesome. And they said Fall Guys is coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They just didn't so say when. Right. Um, Persona 5 Scramble makes sense, but I feel like it's going to be called, isn't it Persona 5 Striker or something? Yeah. They did like a new trademark in the US. I don't know. I'm very excited. I would love all of these things to occur. A Dragon Quest anthology could be really fun. Um, but I don't know how likely it is just based on like, we just had a different fighter announced 
Crown Tundra already has a release date that's different. So, I mean, I'm holding out hope. I feel like they've got one more trick up their sleeve for holiday season. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Anybody else on that one? I'm like I'm really excited for Persona Five Scramble. Um, I got Royal last weekend. I haven't been able to play it. I Persona Five is one of my favorite games, so I would hope that would be true. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Nate was saying, there are some pseudo red flags for me like the fact i don't think we've ever got smash characters announced so close before have we like with steve being this last week i it would i, I don't know it really surprised me to come out and be like oh we i know we announced steve now here's crash it just seems like they'd want to build up a little bit more hype especially if the character's not coming out for a while right um it would be super cool like nintendo directs are always fun but i guess we'll just have to wait and see yeah the the one thing that i'll say really quickly about some of the things that have already been announced and changed. We have seen in the past where things have gotten leaked and then the developer, publisher, whoever ends up pulling a switcheroo and takes the power into their own hands and either changes the date or changes what the announcement's going to be. Like the, the Kirby game. I know that Kirby Power Rumble is not, that's not the game that just came out recently, the Smash style game. What was that one, Morgan? Kirby Star Allies. Kirby Star Allies, but what was the fighter that they announced after it was leaked? Oh, mm. it was something okay. too. No, there was Super Kirby Clash, which is the free to play, and then there was Kirby Star Allies, which got leaked, and then they just released it the next day. Just like, okay, you know, and yeah, I the Kirby game on that list makes me a little suspicious of the list in addition to Pokemon just because they just dropped yeah. Kirby mm-hmm. Star Allies, and with it saying after the direct. Like, I'm, I feel like HAL Laboratory may be working on something else, but I don't know if that timeline makes sense kind of thing. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see until the 7th, because usually that's when they yeah. they say it the day before, not usually a couple days. But keeping with the Nintendo trend and pulling up the the last item on the Newsbees docket, and, and Biddick, you had mentioned it earlier, but oops. Minecraft, oh no, <laughs> don't whoops, whoops it everywhere. <laughs> Minecraft is in Smash now. That was probably one of the... I did not see that coming, and it was one of the hypest trailers that I've ever seen. I loved... It was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a big Minecraft person. I don't know if everyone else here is. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) I want to hear from everyone else. I'm so excited about this. I I didn't see it coming. I mean, I thought, like, I know it's been talked about forever. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we'll bring Minecraft Steve in. Um, it looks really cool. Like I'll be really interested to see how everything's balanced um, because it seems like it's such a specific character. And at least in that trailer, it seemed like, I mean, I don't know, all the character trailers look like this new character is going to be the best, right? But it looked like there's so much you can do with Steve and the building and the flying around and the crafting of weapons. Uh, I think it's really cool. And it's really cool to see that like there is, I, I don't know, I, I feel at this point, there's no character that could be added into Smash that would be, like, impossible. Like, I, I know Goku's not possible because that's not, like, a video game character. Uh, but it's just, I don't know, it's so cool. There's so much in Smash. I think Smash is just a great game for everyone at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was really cool to see Steve get added. Has anybody played with it yet? Like, you've bought the Challenger pack? No? Okay. Uh, Nate, what I have you? one of the challenger packs. I just don't know. Which, I don't remember which one. Okay. The only DLC characters I personally have bought were Banjo Kazooie, 
and mm-hmm. Joker from Persona. But okay. I haven't bought any of the others. But this will probably be the, the next one that plant. I buy. I'm sorry, what was that? I got the Piranha Plant. I just thought it was really funny, so I wanted it. <laughs> oh, I forgot about That was the one that was, like, if you downloaded it within a certain time, you could get it for free. But now it's like $5, I think. Yeah, and I, I don't think that the it doesn't really play that well, but it's just <laughs> still really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about. All about the laughs. <laughs> Uh, anybody else on Minecraft on Smash? Uh, I mean, oh, go ahead, Morgan. I think it's cool. I think it's exciting. And, you know, like you, you guys were saying, there's no character that can't be added. So, you know, the Tetris piece could be added, maybe. I don't know. I personally would so like cool. to see it. I don't have so any cool. knowledge or anything, but I just think that it would be cool. So. Would it be like the Pokemon trainer, though, where you can be different Tetris pieces and they each have a different kind of, like, moveset? I've seen some people do like fan interpretations where you could change between them and they kind of, they went really into it and elaborate and what they put out, like their fan theories were really kind of cool and interesting. And like even thinking about like Kirby, you know, with the block, you know, with Minecraft Steve. Yeah. I mean, if you just made him yellow, he could be like the yellow O Tetramino. So it's possible. I feel like it'd be a lot of work, but I mean, if they put that much work into Minecraft Steve, then maybe, I don't know. It's cool. It makes me think of what else they're going to add. I would love that it's it's smash attack would just, of course, be raining Tetris pieces and you'd get oh. a Tetris and it would make everyone explode. It'd be so good. It'd be Sign like clearing a line. Yep. That would be amazing. Well, I just love how, and this, this is probably like cruel, but I love how hyped people get and they're like, it's going to be this one character. It's going to be this one character because <laughs> one time someone tweeted this one thing. And if you take out three words, it spells this thing. And then it ends up being totally like, Steve is great. And it cracks me up because everyone's like, it's going to be this thing from this thing in Castlevania and whatever. And it just ends up being like, hi, I'm Steve. And it's like, okay. And I think that's hilarious because everyone gets so hyped and they're like, here are my predictions. And then of course, like, because Twitter is just like, violent as soon as it gets announced everyone like is so upset and so they're like i'm muting this thread and i just think it's hilarious because it's like the more the merrier like it's just as a as a like people watcher it's just great to like watch people think it's going to be these two things and they're like i'm open to whatever and it ends up literally being they have one one thing in their mind and it ends up going completely the opposite direction like no one has the drama it. yeah it's oh sign me up but can we talk about <laughs> that fighter screen there's going to be so many characters that you're going to need a okay. magnifying glass to see everybody that's there. Like, <laughs> I love it. My 40 inch TV is not going to be able to do it. No, and imagine the handheld. Like, how would you even. <laughs> or the, the Switch Lite when it's just extra small? Yeah, yeah. There's no way. There's no oh, way. No. Do uh, we think we see Crash in this fighter pass? Um, With I mean, the announcement of the yeah. new Crash game being ported to the Switch, yes. Yeah. The cross promotion. Because he's not technically a PlayStation mascot anymore since he's multi-plat, so he could be. I think it makes sense, right? I mean, like, you'd have Mario, Sonic, Crash, Banjo. Like, that would be so cool. Yeah. And, I, you know, I feel like there are other characters that would probably be, like, you know, everybody wants Sora. Everybody wants Sora. So I feel like there are others that... As a Kingdom Hearts fan, I don't... You don't want Sora? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I I think, I personally, I think a Crash would fit better than Sora. Oh, yeah. I feel like Crash would feel a lot better. 
just from a fighting game standpoint. But yeah. then, like, I mean, I don't know. There, there are fire, and maybe it's because there's so many Fire Emblem characters. Like, I don't super need another sword character. No, that's true. But like, I didn't even think about that. You know, but but also, I mean, like now with Kingdom Hearts three and the Keyblade form changes, like you could have Sora go in there and like he could have the the Star Blaster guns and he could have the hand. So like. There are things, but I don't know. I, I would personally rather see like like a Crash Bandicoot than a Sora. And I, I say that as someone who has bought and played every single Kingdom Hearts game and I own systems because I wanted to be able to play Kingdom Hearts games and I know that is a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Crash is plausible and would be good. I bet you anything for those people who want Sora so bad, you're not gonna get Sora. You're going to get me costumes. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be all right with that. You know what? I think that's fair because we're getting a not real Kingdom Hearts game is the only game that's going to come to the Switch. So, hey, poetic, poetic. Melody of Memory looks fantastic. And <laughs> yes, it does. It's not. It looks fantastic, but not sixty dollars fantastic. You're is right, but am I going to spend sixty dollars to play it? Because there's going to be some I sort of cutscene like that leads to Kingdom Hearts Four. Like, bet oh, your I ass, I am. Sixty dollars. Yeah, I like looked at it because it's like one of like the coming sooner. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll like pre-order this because I can do a rhythm game and it can be like a Kingdom Hearts game. But sixty dollars for a rhythm game? No, I'm not happy about it. No, I'm not happy about it. But did I buy the DLC that was thirty dollars? That wasn't thirty dollars. Yeah. Am I gonna buy the sixty (laughs) dollar game that's not worth sixty dollars? Yeah. (laughs) Am I gonna enjoy it? I hope so. But you know, I'm too far in at this point. Are you gonna platinum the purchases of the Kingdom Hearts franchise? Nate, here's the problem I have. I I. I bought, and I don't remember when, and I think it was because I had a gift card, but I, I own the all-in-one collection on for PlayStation 4, the, the one that has the two point the 1.5 HD remake and the 2.5 HD remake. I've never played it. Um, I own the 1.5 HD remake for PlayStation 3. I own the 2.5 remake. I, can't, I think that was also for PlayStation 3. So then I got them for PlayStation 4 just because I felt like, well, if I want to play them when they're better... And I, I'm going to play through them because I have to justify the purchase. But there was no reason to do that. I had both the games alone. And the only thing that doing them together, just it runs better. Did you get 2.8? So this 8? is the problem I have. It's, it's, I need to see There's someone. There's a 2.8? Yeah, 2.8. Yes. I have 2.8 only because my friend let me borrow it. And I never gave it back. And that wasn't because like I didn't want to. That was because <laughs> we both graduated college. And I was like, I guess this is mine now. You're that friend. Oh, my god. I tried to watch a YouTube video like all about the Kingdom Hearts franchise so I could get ready for the third game back when I had a PlayStation and it was like two hours long and I was still confused. Do I play both of the mobile games on my phone that you can pretty much just autoplay and feel guilty about it? Yeah, it's a problem. I'm talking to my therapist about it, but he also likes Kingdom Hearts. So that's not helpful. I think I need to see a specific Kingdom Hearts therapist. And then (laughs) Union Cross isn't even that bad. I like Union Cross. I love Union Cross. Dark Road's not great, but do I play it when I'm at work and just let it autoplay and then be like, hey, I leveled up. Oh yeah, it's stupid. And I hate myself for it, but. Oh my gosh. Well, let us know in the comments below in the chat. What do you think about these news bees items? Are you extreme hype? Are you definite intrigue, mild interest or absolute boredom? But it's time to hop over to what's in the box. What is in your Xbox, your PlayStation, your Switch, your PC, your N-Gage, your DS or your mobile device? What are you playing, Nate? You said mobile device because you know you're playing a mobile game. I am playing a mobile um, game. <laughs> I am playing three different games. I'm still playing through Hades. I'll do like a awesome. run or two a night. It's just so good. Um, live for that game. The story building is fantastic. I'm also playing the Cadence of Hyrule DLC with Skull Kid. Ooh, um, cool. That game is a banger. I, I don't. Anyone who doesn't like that game, they're missing out. It's a fantastic entry into the Zelda franchise. 
Um, and so I'm playing that, and then I'm also playing Diddy Kong's Quest, um, Dragon Kong Country 2, because it is now on the Switch for the Switch Online, which is like nice. that muscle memory playing that game is scary. Like I'm in the B of the beehive level right now. And I like went and found a secret and I was like, how did I remember how to do that? <laughs> so I'm just across the gamut. I'm just playing a couple different things. I will say I tried it and I'm gonna wait until it comes out to the Switch eventually. Um Genshin Impact. I played mm-hmm. it on the iPad and it runs very well, but it is not made for touch screen. And so I'm okay. I look at the pool trying to run and jump and do all the things. Um, but it's cool. It's for a free game, it's pretty cool. Um, it's not a Breath of the Wild clone totally, but it definitely has some vibes. Is it multiplayer at all? I guess so. It okay. wants me to download like a five gigabyte thing, and I'm like, um, I'm going to wait until the Switch one comes out. <laughs> I'm just playing like the, the intro part right now, and it's just me and some little character that's like the Trials of Mana small one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. The game of life. Of course not. I was hoping you're going to say another title, but you're not playing it yet. That's fine. Oh no! Which title? Starts with a. Does it? No, it doesn't start with a thirty-five, but it has a thirty-five in the title. I know. I've been playing that, but like I put that down last week. All right. All right. All right. Hades is too good. I haven't started Hades yet. Asa, get on the hype train. I. Yeah, I was waiting for the PS4 version, but everybody's talking about Hades so much, and I'm just like last time. I'm really getting that FOMO. I feel like I'm missing out. Played on the go, worth it. <laughs> Morgan, what are you playing? Um, I'm playing a lot of different things. Um, I'm playing Star Wars Squadrons to do a review. Um, I'm liking it. I don't have VR or PSVR or any kind of VR, so I'm missing out there because I've heard really good things. Unfortunately, I would like to, but I can't played in vr but from what i played so far it's really really good um still playing through hades i've actually been playing hades since it came out on the epic game store um so i've been playing for a while but now that everyone's back into it it's brought me back into it so i'm playing it more (laughs) i'm replaying resident evil 7 to get myself hyped for 8 can't do it um it's been a while since i played resident evil 7 um i'd only played through it once so playing through it again it's it's cool. It's fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, and then I play Tetris 99 every night obsessively. So um, I'm doing that. I think that's I think that's it. How many Sometimes I play Among Us. I'm trying to think of other games. Yeah, I think that's it for now. <laughs> How many wins do you have in Tetris? Uh, I don't want to brag. I've lost count, though. <laughs> what? Okay. That's awesome. That's, I didn't even that's know that probably the possible. coolest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> Very jealous because... I can't know. I'm so bad. It's it's very difficult, and it gets even harder if you're playing um, Invictus. I don't have yeah. as many Invictus wins as I have regular wins. It also, it depends on when you're playing. If you're playing really late at night, and you're playing with like Japanese players. It gets oh. much more difficult. And I play at like <laughs> three in the morning. So what's the easiest yeah. time to play? <laughs> yeah, how, do, how do we how do we like entryway into this? How do we play um, against children? I guess earlier in the morning, I mean, I'm on the East Coast, I'm trying to think of timelines, but time zones, timelines. Um, I'm East Coast. I guess in the morning, like, you know, 10, 11, 12. Okay. You know, I feel like most uh, people are either like working or busy. It's not as intense. But yeah, when I play it at night, it's like there's all of the names are Japanese and it's way more difficult because they play (laughs) like really hardcore. So 
Yeah, definitely don't play at three in the morning. That's that's my recommendation. Noted. That is the best time to get a Japanese ditto, though, or a ditto of a different origin to get shinies. In yes, Pokemon it is. Yes, Noted. it is. I swear, whenever I when I was playing Pokemon Sword at that time, every single wonder trade I did, every single one, they were all either Japanese or Korean, and that's fine. But they don't let you rename the Pokemon. Oh. So I couldn't. I'll teach you some Japanese if you need me to. I mean, I know some, but if you're just gonna use it as a breeder, though. I but some of them I don't like. That just sounds so bad. I'll get like a um, I don't know, like a really high level Pokemon. I'm like, oh, I, I haven't caught that yet. This is great. I want to use it, but it's killing me that I just can't read it and change the name like I want to. But that's fine because it's shiny and it's a level 94, and I'll keep it, and it's fine. Your life is so hard, Ace. I'm so sorry. I know. I know. Josh, what are you playing? I uh, haven't been playing a whole lot because of the move. I haven't had a whole lot of time. And of course, I've been working overtime every week at work. So there's that. Uh, but me and my girlfriend are still playing uh, some Fortnite through the Nexus War Battle Pass. That's a ton of fun. I love like the fact that we get to play together, her and I. It's really, really nice. Um, sometimes it's the relationship tester, you know, depending on how well we play. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I get the Wolverine skin was unlocked this week. And yeah. much like Spider-Man, Wolverine is up there, my favorite hero. So that was super cool. Uh, I bought Persona 5 Royal last week, as I said a little bit earlier. I'm hoping, I asked Shannon, I was like, hey, since we've been so crazy busy next Saturday, can I just like be a potato and play Persona 5 Royal for 12 hours and not be judged? And I got the okay. So I am <laughs> pushing through to next Saturday. That's going to be fun. And other than that, uh, the, there's a game on Apple Arcade called Slash Quest. It's super cute. You play a little shepherd who finds the queen's magical sword because she was like ambushed. And every time you kill an enemy, the sword grows and you move forward or you can kind of veer yourself with the sword. You basically are aiming the sword places and that's where it goes. There's some puzzles to solve. It's goofy. It's cute. And uh, that's a lot of fun. But other than that, that's it. Nice. Uh, so I've been playing a handful. Of, let me talk about my mobile game real quick because I've now stacked up so many wins. And I talked about it last week, but I've been playing Polytopia. Polytopia. If, if none of you or people listening or whoever, if you've never played Polytopia, you need to. Write it down. Yeah, it is... Um, I was going to say Age of Empires. I don't know why I always jump to that, because it's not. It's more like civilization. So you have like your, your basic civilizations that you can pick from there are a few that you can buy i don't know if there is a currency that you can earn um i shamelessly bought the the fairy one because you can turn the trees into fortresses and any wild animals into bipedal warriors and it's amazing and you can have dragon eggs like uh what's her name daenerys or whoever is that her name Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So you can be like the mother of dragons, and it's just the best. Um, so I've been putting in, I probably play like an hour a day of that, not at one time, just like spread throughout because it's just super easy and inconvenient. Living the dad life. Yeah, dad life. Um, been playing a lot of Among Us. Um, if there's any Borderline family community members, you know who you are. We've had two community playthrough sessions, and uh, one was last night. And it was like four or five hours long. It just like flew awesome. by. It was so much fun. So um, if you want to get in on those, get into the Discord and play with us. It's a ton of fun. Um, but other than that, the I would say the biggest game that I've been playing is Marvel's Avengers. 
Um, you started playing it. I did. What about the, the Poop Brotherhood? Hey, I'm still in the Poop Brotherhood. Thank you again to Ergelgru, the BLE family community member, sent me a code, a, a PC code. You can't turn it down then. I couldn't That'd turn it mean. down. So I got the PC code, uh, redeemed awesome. it on Steam. I've been playing it with a controller, tried it with mouse and keyboard, hated it. So <laughs> plugged in my, my you, Xbox controller. Not to like bring up a sore subject, did you ever beat The Last of Us 2? I was waiting. Thank you so much, Nate, for asking. I wanted to do my like Josh is on the podcast, so he has to check if Ace beat. But like you know, it was kind of itching up my soul. So I'm glad you. I'm glad you. You said it for me. Gotta ask the tough questions. Thank you. No, no, I have not surprised not. at all. No, I don't even know if I'm disappointed at all anymore. Like I'm just, I've been so let down. That, know, like I've just so had to sorry. like get over it. You know, like Shannon pat me on the back. She told me like people are different. They're busy. They don't want to play a great game and talk to you about it. So like. <laughs> I've shed my tears, Ace. I've just given up on you. <laughs> well, here's here's my plan, as long as it all goes well. So, um, and this is a, a quick plug for for people who are listening. During the month of October, typically what I have done on the Twitch channel for BLE is an event called Spooktober, where I stream a different spooky or scary or spoopy game every single night in October. Um, I've done that for the past couple years, but. Hence, you said dad life, dad life. Um, I'm now going to boil it down into the last week, the full week of the month. So it'll just be seven days straight, seven scary games. My hope is that I can squeeze in The Last of Us Part 2 and play that one of the nights. But it's kind of up to the community because I said, you all give the suggestions. What do you want me to play? Because I don't always do well with scary games. Like, I feel like it was 2018's Spooktober Challenge. If you look, like, that stuff's on YouTube. I played a lot of, like, um, Grim Fandango, one of my favorite games, and, like, um, this one, it's called Something Sam, but you play, like, this Serious Grim Reaper Sam? guy, and you control his arms. and Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one, that Manual one. Manual Samuel? Yes, yes, mm. Manual Samuel. Super fun game. So I was playing a lot of spoopy games. Mm-hmm. And I would just have to sprinkle in, like, and then I'd play Gears of War, because I'm like, there's monsters. It's kind of, like, scary to some people. <laughs> but then, like, I played PT, and I just had nightmares. Oh, oh. Nightmares. Oh, I understand. Yeah. So, like, Morgan, you said you were, you, um, you're playing um, Resident Evil 7. I can't do it. <laughs> I did it last year. That is the only Resident Evil that has been too scary for me. Like I could, I don't know what it was. I think it's maybe the first person and the too. slow creeping and the full immersion. And of course, like I need to play it with the lights off. I want to really put the blanket over my head and get into it. But I, it's, no. I don't think it's I can scary. play eight now. Now that they confirmed that it's also first person, I'm like, you guys just don't want me to play your games because it's gonna be too scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's it. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, that's I've been playing a lot of Marvel's Avengers. Um, thanks again, Ergo Grew. I feel like my opinions on that game have changed a little bit from the beta, Mm -hmm. but there is still some jank. Like I've seen the, I don't know if it's a meme or anything, but it's been viral of like how Kamala Khan's face just randomly will be gone. (laughs) I've had that. I've made some screenshots. I'm like, I was hoping it wouldn't be me. I was hoping it would be patched at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really, man, I'm really nervous besides like diehard fans. Cause I'm like, I want to get through the story. I'm having fun with that, but it is a lot of the same thing over and over and over again. So I don't know how much more 
they can really put into it. And there's no cross-play, no cross-progression, anything like that, which I feel like Square Enix or Crystal Dynamics should have been able to do that. But I don't know. Have any of you played Marvel's Avengers? I want to jump in when it like comes out for PlayStation 5, whenever I get a PlayStation 5, because... I love Marvel. I'm super excited. Um, I want to do an MCU rewatch because mm-hmm. uh, I haven't done that in a long time or ever. Not a long time. I haven't done that ever. But I'm a huge Marvel guy and it looks like it would be fun. And I'm just really hoping that when they bring it over to PS5, like that's when all the bugs will kind of be worked out. Yeah. But we'll see. And let me just say, once you get it on those new consoles and all of you other PC players out there, I turned it on ultra settings, everything. And it is one of the most gorgeous games I've ever seen. That's cool. Like when their faces are there. Yeah, when when their faces are <laughs> when there. you can actually see it. But like the realistic reflections off of like Iron Man's armor, like the sweat droplets. I think one of the biggest wow moments I had um, is really early in the game, so it's no spoilers. But you're in Kamala's bedroom, and there's a poster of Iron Man on the wall, and I don't know how they did it because typically when there's a light <laughs> reflection. Typically, when there's a light reflection off of a poster in a game, it's, like, really bright. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. it doesn't look realistic. But with all the settings turned up, it had, like, that flat matte look that it would in real life. Mm-hmm. And I was just staring at it. I was so blown away. That's cool. Yeah, because games don't do that. But that attention detail was, was amazing. So that's what I've been playing. But uh, let us know what you all have been playing in the comments below in the chat. What games should we check out that we are not currently playing? Until then, it's time to make a game. We're going to do Make It or Break It. Where we get a prompt from you all in the community and make a game. And like always, Morgan, the special guest, is going to be our game director. So... We all have to agree we're going to work together on this, but ultimately, Morgan, it is your decision on, like, if we're arguing on something and it's like, boom, you drop the hammer down, what Morgan <laughs> says, like, that's that's what goes. So the prompt that we were given from the community is K-drama. And if you don't know what K-drama is, that's Korean drama. So we are going to make a Korean drama thing, and there are at least five things that we need to tackle. How is the game played? Who's making the game? Um what's it going to look like visually storyline and title and then we give it back to you at the end the community for the box art so with that in mind let's dig in i i want nate and and josh to start it off because i know that at least morgan and i watch k dramas so nate i know you said you had a question i need to know like what are some of the tropes of k dramas like if i were to like have a perfect season of a K-drama. Mm-hmm. Is there magic? Is there, I assume, drama? Is there, like, murder and intrigue? Like, what's what's the vibe? It all de- It literally just depends on the drama that you're watching. So, one of my favorite ones is Goblin. And Goblin has the sadness, has the drama, but is about this Goblin, which I don't know how it would translate into American culture, but kind of like a Highlander or some sort of deity that is just immortal forever and only has a certain way that they can be laid to rest. And, but there's always 
well, I don't want to say always, but there's usually always a romance, like, underlying tone through everything. Okay. So, like, even though it was about the goblin finding peace and moving on with his long, long life, there was still that undertone of, like, the goblin's bride and his love interest and things like that, so... Does Thunderbolt Fantasy count as a K-drama? I'm going to have to look it up. I've never heard of that one. It's like... Has anyone else heard of it? So it's like... I think it's Korean. It's these puppets. It's like anime with puppets. So, like, they're doing all sorts of crazy... I, d I don't think it would what be considered... What is this? But like, I think it's saying Japanese, Taiwanese, glove... Yeah. Puppetry television. I'm reading the description. That's very strange. What? It looks it's like weird. It looks really cool. Like just if anything, just the, the the mechanics of it all are really cool to me. I haven't actually like watched an episode. What's that? I, American... I, I I thought I heard at one point it was a Korean thing, so I wasn't sure if that counted. And maybe that's just me being too, I don't know, encapsulating. Because no, that's right. Know. Do you do you have a browser up? Me? Yeah. I yes. Okay, so search Goblin K-Drama. Okay. Another one to search, because Nate, I know you're looking up too. Itawan Class. I-T-A-E-W-O-N Class. Another one of my favorites you should watch. It's Netflix. Um, okay, I see what you're saying. I got, yeah. I got a, I have a better idea, so no. Yeah. Thunderbolt Fantasy, not K-Drama, but cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. cool. What's that um, American Freedom Fighting Force? I don't know, something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Team Movie America? With the puppets. Yes. That's what this thing that you told me about makes me think of. But I think they're vastly different, but I understand. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I just, with the monster you're talking about, I just feel like it's like that The Shape of Water movie that the guy who did Pan's Labyrinth did where like there was that sea monster and there was definitely a romance and then he moved on <laughs> with his life. Um I don't know. I feel like this we this could go a lot of different ways. It could. I, I envision like a fire emblem where it's just more of the romance. Yeah. Have any of you ever played a dating sim? I've seen many a dating sim. Well, I've got a many of a suggestions for you to try out. But I originally <laughs> was thinking that it would be a, a dating sim. Kind of what I was thinking too. Are we are we doing like a does it have to be like a 2D Doki Doki Literature Club kind of thing? Or could it be more like uh, the life aspects of Persona without the dungeon crawling? I think Kind of like Nate was saying with, uh, with the Fire Emblem stuff. Let's yeah, do no, that. I would love that. Yes. Okay. As long as our, our glorious game director, Morgan, is okay with it. I don't want to jump yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think the 2D ones like Doki Doki. Um, I think Persona's a good comparison i would think that there might be some narrative in there as well still mm -hmm. um just with like the world building um just because i feel like each of the k-drums that i see they do set up you know other aspects of like the world where it's like if it's modern or they have a lot of historical ones so that's i think cool. that'd be interesting to have in the backdrop but yeah i think that's yeah so does do that we... mean atlas makes it i mean is or do we trust someone else I feel like it's going to be like some of the other games that we've done and we kind of split up the duties of the aspect of the game. <laughs> duties. So I feel like the the mechanics is Atlas. Okay. But I feel like the writing... Morgan, what do you think? 
as the the resident K-drama expert? Mm, that's difficult. Um, writing aspect. I'm trying to think of games that have really, maybe, I don't know if this is far off, maybe Don't Nod Entertainment, the way okay. that they've set up writing. I think that makes with, sense. Um, I, I know a lot of people don't like the dialogue, like with like Life is Strange, but if they had modified that to make it a little bit more mature, I mean, I think the writing in Vampire was also good. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think Don't Nod would be where I'm leaning that yeah. have like that story element and everything kind of plays in together and there's mm -hmm. like different outcomes. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. That makes so much sense. And then also the way that vampire looked like, I think Donod almost could possibly just take over pretty much everything aside from like the mechanics that Atlas would bring in from having that experience with persona. But storyline what are we thinking storyline wise do we want it to be more realistic down to earth based do we want any fantasy elements I just, I just want to chime in with one that I've seen that I think is really good is called Korean Odyssey where the characters are represented by it's almost like gods almost it's hard to describe where one of them is like a monkey god but obviously they're represented by a person another one is like an ox god represented by a person okay and then the romance element the like the monkey god has this weird contract with this one person it's a really weird setup to describe verbally but the show is really really cool and she can see like ghosts so that's her thing so she okay. has some sort of connection there and they can work together um yeah, I think that it'd be cool to have some fantasy elements in it because I think that that's, I don't know, I really like that show. <laughs> no, I'm all about it. it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think that makes it because plus it also could like, it could potentially attract an audience that's not like, they, they might not necessarily want a dating sim. So then they see like all of those elements and like, oh, okay, like I'm, I'm more interested in this and then the story. Plus like, Don't Not has a lot of whole like mystical stuff going on in their story. So I think that would play in perfectly. Like thinking about those, the life sequences in Persona, like there are times that you're actually doing activities. So it doesn't mm -hmm. just have to be a lot of walking and talking. Yeah. Like they could, there could be maybe some small battle sequences or anything like that if we were to add like that type of element to it. Catch those ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid of no ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want it to be centered around a single person? I feel like from the shows you've recommended, there's kind of an ensemble mm -hmm. to an extent, very similar to Persona, where there might be like three or four that are like the main main and then the rest. Um, I could, I could, I could see it. I almost. What's what are the thoughts on like replayability if each character had their own story that you could play through? <laughs> I think that. There'd like be a what's, lot of what's that? It, I can't. What's the game that came out on Switch where you can play as all six characters and it's like a? It looks like Ragnarok. Hmm? It was really popular. See, all I was thinking is Octopath Traveler. That's what I was that thinking one. too. I could oh, not remember. Okay. So it's what if it's almost like not like story wise or anything, but where it's like Octopath, where you can literally have like six different versions of this game. That would be really cool, and then the stories could intertwine at certain points so you'd see different perspectives on certain events oh my gosh 
fall in love with this. That makes sense because like all the all the K-pop like shows I'm looking at here, they all have like really sexy like those group photos where everyone's dressed to the nines, looking in the camera. So I think having that ensemble work because we need that like that sexy group shot for sure. Can I just say right now? Hold on, I gotta get gotta get his name really quick. Keep talking about ideas. I want to find this person's name. So where is it based? Does it does? I mean, I, I know it's K drama. Does it have to be in Korea, or can they mm-hmm. move around? What's what's the deal there? Uh, in Goblin, um, they take a lot of time spent in Canada. So I don't know. I'm torn because I think a lot of the ones I've seen have some sort of Korean tie-in. Mm-hmm. I feel like they do play upon that a lot with the show, especially like the historical ones. They take a lot of pride in like yeah. really putting the work in there. So I'm leaning towards. Having, I mean, it could be multiple locations, but one definitely should be Korea. I think that that would be a good yeah. way to tie things together. One of the characters in the ensemble should be the ghost. And then you play as the ghost way back in the day where it is like a period historical drama so that you get some different gameplay variety. I like that. There could be an exchange student or exchange businessman and or businesswoman, business person from a different country that, that they bring their backstory along with them i would like the actor to play the ghost to be Jin from bts just throwing that out there wait 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 wait, wait. i want Jin's face we're gonna have a spider-man ps4 situation i want (laughs) i want Jin's face but i know i talked about goblin earlier i want it to be lee dong wook's voice Okay. So I thought you were going to say body, and I was like, where are we going with this? I need, no, it's going to be Jin's body uh, and face. So I need you to look up Lee Dong Wook so you can see who it is, and then you can look up videos later to hear his voice. But he plays the Grim Reaper in Goblin, so I feel like that's a pretty good transition character wise for right. him. It does remind me there is kind of a trope in k-drama it depends where they like to bring in k-pop stars as like guest actors like there's a show called Huarang. i don't know if i'm pronouncing it correctly where they have v from bts as one of the actors yes oh my gosh can we have a heavy packs with different bands because i want itzy i want blackpink i was i would like to have a very like a bts centric story like whether that means like we have to go to the concert or we're at the like i want the boys to be involved very hardcore it that's the thing like incorporations like locations brought in where yes. they, they do that Scooby Doo did that with casey musgraves yeah. they were like casey musgraves is a friend of daphne and then it worked out so yeah here there it. could be tie-ins there yeah i don't know i'm biased i want i want someone from monster x i haven't seen them in anything monster so monster x yeah should should it just be a bunch of like should the ensemble cast just be a bunch of different k-pop artists we, we have a k-pop k-drama game Can we... it would be very like tokyo mirage sessions but like korean yes yeah. to it. I... but they're already established pop idols instead of be on the road to becoming an idol so it would sell so well yes oh well <laughs> yes so this is the only game we'd ever need to make all of the characters are going to be k-pop stars not just k-pop because I want some K-Rock, too. There are a few oh, bands course. that I like. I want. I, I would just say just Korean there. stars. Yes, just Korean stars. No genre spe- specifications. But their names are different because they're they're playing characters. So, like, the ghost is still there. The ghost is just Jin's body and Lee Dong-wook's voice. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. This is... 
And, like, this podcast is being recorded, so, like, we all know that, like, if someone tries to take this idea from us, we have, like, proof. Yeah. Moneymaker. I'm stamped. Morgan, can you Trademarks. write an official article for Prima Games about a new, hot Korean drama game that is rumored to be coming out, that it's rumored to be being made by Don't Nod with help from Atlas and then published by... I don't know, Sony? Sony. <laughs> this is going to be a PlayStation exclusive. I was going to say this could be the game that saves Stadia, but if we're doing Sony, I guess maybe it can't be. No, PlayStation exclusive with That's the fair. asterisk that it comes to Steam and Epic Game Store later, but we don't PC, talk about yeah. that. We don't talk about that. Um, I think that is probably a, a great article to put on the website. I mean, you have some hot sources right here. We heard it first, so... But we need a title now. I feel like everything else has been nailed down pretty well. K everything. Just got all, all of K dash anything you can think of. <laughs> it needs to be related to the story. Because I've, every title of every K drama I've watched is like intrinsically tied to what the, the, the story is. Oh, God. So if the ghost is going to be the main character, it should be about the ghost some way, somehow. Mm. Also, this game's going to have the most baller soundtrack you've oh, ever heard so in good. a game. We're gonna we're gonna sell like the the sound like for five dollars more, you get the digital soundtrack slash concert whatever deal. Yep. And I'm going to add it to my uh, my Spotify playlist, which I'm going to say right now because i got to plug it because it's really good. It's just called K-Drama. But the picture is um, Young or V from BTS as his character in the K-Drama. So if you look it up, you'll see it. <laughs> um, but title, what about um, Ghost Lovers? Ghost Lovers? <laughs> I don't know. I need help. Because I keep thinking of like K dramas that actually exist. Like there's one called Oh My Ghost. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, there was that Kill Me one. There's a Ghostly Encounter. Mm. Call it Ghosted. Ghosted. And then they always have sub. Not always, but they sometimes have subtitles. So it could be um, Ghosted. A crazy journey into a K-pop wonderland. Or Done. Lovers Paradise. I don't know. I want something not not sexual. That's not. What you I are want. really about this ghost lover, Asa. I do want. I want them to know that there is going to be a heavy romance aspect in this game, and I'm going to put 900 hours into it. <laughs> Wait, I've got it. So okay. It can be called Ghosted, subtitled romancing the tombstone instead of romancing the stone yes romancing the tombstone ghosted romancing the tombstone robbing the grave all right i love it so my vote is yes to everything i'm on board okay i'm here for it that's three game director i am very on board and i wish someone would make this well i'm gonna i'm gonna clip this out I'm going to send it to Don't Nod, and then I'm going to send another one to to Atlas, and I'm going to say, here you go. 
We did all yes. the work for you. Just plug in your numbers and your computer thingy and make it happen. Just put it in your game generating system. And, <laughs> and then, like, accidentally send it to Google because maybe this will be what saves Stadia. <laughs> uh, you guys can get all of the uh, post launch DLC early. All right. Stadia. <laughs> All right, we made the game. Now it's back to you all in the community. Let us know in the comments below. Um, send us email, whatever you need to do. We need box art. If I'm going to sell this package, it, need, it needs to look good. So make your cast of ensemble characters. Make sure that they are all, like, you can't hit that level of beauty in real life without being a video game character. And Lots then, of sparkles. Do you want to make suggestions? Because I know you wanted Jin. BTS. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Suggestions all the way. Throw them in there. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling good about this, and I really wish that it was real right now, because that's... On the next episode, I would say, oh, what are you playing, Asa? Oh, I'm playing Ghosted. You're not playing Ghosted? You need to be playing Ghosted. It's so good. But we're going to move on to the next section of the show called My Favorite... <laughs> where you all in the community give us another suggestion and we dive into the recesses of our mind and get all nostalgia up in this piece. And we're going to talk about our favorite puzzle game. Morgan, kick us off. What is your favorite puzzle game? This is hard because I don't want to say Tetris, but I'm going to say Tetris. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you should say Tetris. Go for it. What about Tetris makes it your favorite puzzle game? Uh, I mean, it's really replayable. It's like, even with all the different versions, you can put so much time into it and still not, I, I don't know, it's easy to play, but it's very difficult to master. It's very easy concept to understand. Um, like I know people who would say have stories about their parents playing Tetris, you know, like their mom kicking ass at Tetris. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, I like, like that aspect of it. I like how it can be changed around, whether it's competitive or there's like music to it, like Tetris effect. Um, and then, yeah, you can just put so many hours into it. Um, oh, there's like one with a, like a storyline too, Puyo Puyo Tetris right. as like a storyline. I think that's cool. I like it. I like that combination. So it's, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Who else, does anyone else have their game? Cause I've got mine if you don't. Well, I want to say, so I'm not going to say Tetris, but Morgan, my grandmother, she is still with us. She, biggest Tetris fan in the world, went out and bought her own Fat Boy Game Boy back when it was a thing. And I now have said Game Boy with the Tetris that she had. And she, that was like so her cool. thing. She would just sit there on her like lazy boy chair, rocker thing, and would just play it until the end and would get on the rocket. And she thought she was so cool. And she was because I could never get to the rocket until I was like 25. Um, but that, I feel like that game holds such like, nostalgia for like that was my first ringtone on my like virgin mobile phone <laughs> with like the flashlight on it way way futuristic um mine's captain toad treasure tracker i wanted oh, to go wow. a little bit more new school that is the most peaceful yet stressful game i've ever played and it's visually appealing i was so glad because it was my favorite part of super mario 3d world and then they pulled it out and made its own game and i was like this is the greatest thing in the world and it's just it's so charming and it's so cute and it's zen until it's not until you have the mummy toad follow you around and it's just the whole thing but it's i like it i consider that 
to be like a very like fun puzzle game. Josh, what about you? I mean, I'm also gonna have to say Tetris. Like that, like when you when I saw a puzzle game, and this was before even knowing Morgan was gonna be here, just like it's Tetris. Tetris is like it's a perfect game. Uh, I remember my dad had given me, well, I got it my own Game Boy, and my dad had like his own Game Boy game collection, and he'd give me Tetris. And it was the one that I would always like I kept my Game Boy until like 2012. Like, like it was like before I left for college because I was, I was still playing Tetris on it. Like that was my favorite place to play Tetris was on my Game Boy. Um, and just going from a kid where like you understand like, hey, okay, I'm gonna make lines, I'm gonna go through and then eventually like getting your first Tetris or then as I'm older, understanding more of the, the nuances of Tetris on how to be better at it and how to get higher scores and how to play through. It's just, it's so much fun and it's always fun. And any form Tetris is fantastic. So I, I think it's, my favorite puzzle game and i think it's just a perfect video game my my favorite puzzle game might not seem like a puzzle game um, but mine's resident evil one the first one okay um so i remember the first time that i played resident evil was um i didn't even own it i went to a friend's house uh, we were playing it on the ps1 and it gave me nightmares just it, like right off the bat it was super scary I'm like, how can you play horror games like this? Like, this is not enjoyable. And then it wasn't until they re-released it on the GameCube that I thought, okay, well, it looks a little bit better. I'll, I'll try it now because I was playing anything and everything on the GameCube, one of my favorite all-time consoles. And um, that's where I, oh my gosh, that was my dog. Um, that's, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> It was just, oh, gross. Oh, no. He was just licking my leg, but I think he gave himself dry mouth. And he's just like, hacking. go drink some water, buddy. Um, oh, poor <laughs> But so, yeah, that was where I realized, oh, wait a minute. Like, this has the horror game, like, trope, or I don't know what you call it, like, that aesthetic. It looks like that's what it's going to be. But when you think about it, I don't know if anybody's like really like spent enough time with it, but I play it multiple times a year, like maybe like two or three times a year. It's it, the puzzles what brings me back every single time going back and forth between the mansion. Once you get it's very Metroidvania esque, but like, you know, getting different keys, trying to figure out, um, you know, how do I get into the basement? What are those noises back there? Why do I have to keep running out to the shed multiple times? And um, yeah, I just the amount of action that it has in it is okay. Um, but really it was the puzzles that made me fall in love with, with resident evil. So yeah, resident evil is probably my, I don't want to say my number one offhand, but thinking about it, that was my favorite puzzle game. So, uh, let us know awesome. in the, in the comments, in the chat, what is your favorite puzzle game? But we're gonna, we're getting close to the end, but we can't finish an episode without big bet trivia. And this is where the three of you are going to put your knowledge of video games to the test in the ultimate trivia mashup. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a mashup. So I have a game right here. It's called Ultimate Video Game Trivia. I'm going to read the question. 
whoever buzzes in, waves their hand, whatever gets my attention, you get the floor. You get to say your answer. If you're incorrect, it automatically goes to the other two. And then if they get it incorrect, then it goes to um, like three strikes you're out, except you're not actually out. I'll give hints. So after the first hint, it kind of resets. You got to buzz in. We'll go on from there. Typically, we don't have to get to the hints. Lately, that's been the trend. But there have been a couple times we've gone all the way through all three hints and nobody has gotten it still. So here we go. No, see, that's too easy. Usually I go off of the, the top one. But that literally has the game in the in the question. Oh, this is great. This is perfect. All right. Also, keep in mind that these questions go from the Atari, the ColecoVision, all the way up to the 360 and the PS3. So, um, a long history. But here we go. Detective Cole Phelps is the protagonist from which video game? Is it? Um, oh, now I'm blanking on the name. The He's not going to get it. The origami one. Um, <laughs> when you say the kid's name over and over again in the mall. Jason! Yeah. Jason! Yeah. <laughs> you want me just to tell you? I mean, I'm wrong, right? Yeah, you're wrong. Okay, so what's the game I'm trying to think of? You're, you're thinking of Heavy Rain. I am thinking of Heavy Rain. Thank yeah, you. But it is not Heavy Rain, so it automatically goes to Nate and Morgan. Buzz? Yes. Is it Deadly Premonition? It is not. Oh. But I feel like... That was going to be my guess, so I don't know. All right. <laughs> All right. It's time to go to the hint round. Man, I... What, what, was the detec- what was the detective's name again? Cole Phelps. Cole Phelps. Cole Phelps. Little brother of Michael Phelps. All right, so I feel like this first hint is way too easy. But in this game, the technology of face capture and motion capture set a new bar for video games moving forward. Morgan. Is it Quantum Break? It is not Quantum Break. Nate and Josh, let me know if I need to go into the second hint unless you have is a it, guess. You get a free guess. Is it um Is it Beyond Two Souls? No. It is not Beyond Two Souls. I was of fancy. Will Willem Dafoe was in that one though, right? Yes. Nice. I jumped to, to Willem go to Dafoe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> While the original release was in the Xbox 360 and PS3 era, it did receive an upgrade as far as a remaster for the Nintendo Switch. And it's not Deadly Premonition? And it's not Deadly Premonition. What the? What? I know so, someone is losing their mind. They're like, how do they not know this? And the, I feel like the last hint is going to be, oh, yeah, that's right. It's that game. Oh, oh, wait. Is it L.A. Noir? It is L.A. Noir. Coming in clutch, Josh Biddick. Wow. I seriously thought we were going to go into the third hint. But you well, all fucked Because I was trying to think, like, what big... And then What's I remember that? the switch, and... I remember because it was the whole, like, telling, like... People like, oh, it's revolutionary. You can tell if they're confused. And they're like... Mm-hmm. 
the whole game, like the major mechanic was based around like their, um, right. It was supposed animations. to be really subtle, but it was really obvious. They're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think you're telling the truth. What? <laughs> oh, well, so that's an, uh, another point on the board for Josh Biddick. Don't worry. I got the James Gunn one and this one, right? Yes. Yes. For, for lollipop chainsaw. Um, but don't worry, Morgan, we're going to do, I'm slowly starting to work it out. An, an episode towards the end of the season, or I don't know, maybe early 2021, where we bring as many guests back that we've had on the show, and we're just going to do nothing but trivia. But as people get questions wrong, they randomly just get kicked off of the Zoom call because it's going to be like a battle royale. <laughs> I like that idea a lot, so that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Trivia royale, I'm as, excited. as one coined it. So that is in the works. But uh, we're going to go on to out this month. I'm going to run through the list of games coming out in the month of October. Um, our panelists, eh, you're not panelists, our hosts, co-hosts, my friends, are going to pick out the game that sticks out to them that they're the most excited about. So in the month of October, we have Super Mario Brothers 35, Ease Origin, YS, yeah, it is Ease. Crash Bandicoot 4, Star Wars Squadrons, Warsaw 4 Gone, Baldur's Gate 3, Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2, Grand Prix, Game Dev Tycoon, Inkfell, The Certain, oh sorry, The Uncertain, Light at the End of the Tunnel, Ben 10, Power Trip, FIFA 21, Their Survivalists, G.I. Joe, Operation Blackout, Wood Salt, Opera, sorry, Age of Empires 3, Definitive Edition, Cake Bash, Cloud Punk, Monster Truck Championship, uh, Space Crew, Crown Trick, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Amnesia Rebirth, Supermarket Shriek, Transformers Battlegrounds, Cobra Kai, The Karate Kid Saga Continues, Ghost Runner, World of Warcraft Shadowlands, Watch Dogs Legion, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, Auto Chess on PS4, and Fall Guys Season 2. Now that's not even all of them, but those are some of the major releases coming out in October. Nate, what's the game that you're the most excited about? I hate myself for saying it out loud, but it's going to be Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. I tried to say, you're in an apartment. You don't have a home. You don't have a big enough floor for this. And then my brain's like, yeah, right. So that's what I'm going to be really excited for. And it's Caleb's birthday, so I'm going to justify it because he likes Mario that it's a birthday present. Um, Perfect. I hope the dogs don't ruin it, but we'll see. I'm very excited for it. I think it's very innovative, very cool. Mm -hmm. And I love a good shtick, so... Yeah, Josh. Uh, it's it's gonna be Star Wars. Um, I, I, it's one of those things. Like seeing it, I was like, do I get a PlayStation? Like, do I get PSVR for this game? Does this game become like a two hundred dollar game for me to get? <laughs> uh, the answer is no. I don't have the money. But like, I've been watching videos, and just the first time like, I see the cockpit and I hear like the X wing fire its lasers, I'm just I'm a little kid again, and I'm watching Star Wars, and it's the coolest thing in the world. And I'm sure Morgan can attest this like it just I don't know, like I'm watching these videos and I just have the biggest smile on my face. So that's the one I'm most excited for. Um, it's difficult because the one I'm excited for isn't on the list, um, which is Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope Ooh. coming mm. out at the end of the month. Um, really, really like those games until dawn. I liked Man of Madon. Um, I would say oh, it's difficult. I have to pick one. Um, I guess Amnesia Rebirth. I'm a huge horror game fan, so I'm very excited for that. So I'm no. scared. You like the spookies, the scaries. Stronger than I will ever be. Um, <laughs> I think out of this, 
powerhouse list. I'm going to have to go Fall Guys oh, Season truck? 2 this time. Oh. Mainly because I really liked what Fall Guys had out of the gate. And pure intrigue. I want to see what they can do next. I want to see what's coming with Season 2. Because they know that they need to keep the momentum up. So I'm excited to see what they're, they're going to pull out. Plus, um, their social team, genius. It's top notch. Top notch. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right. We're going to we're going to finish up this episode with our community spotlight. This episode we're going to highlight Mike the Knight, one of our Twitch mods for the community, an amazing Borderland family community member. So, please make sure that you reach out to Mike the Knight. He also is going to have some stuff coming out for us soon, so I'm excited about that. Um, Morgan, all spotlights, all cameras, they're on you. What do you have going on? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to share? What do you want people to check out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm really excited about the stuff that we're doing on Prima. I'm putting more of a focus on reviews, review scores. I'm really excited about that. Um, more features. I just really like the personality element. The writers are great on that site. Um, oh. I don't know. I don't know. Check out Tetris. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if people wanted to follow you, where could they, where, where should they go? Uh, so Twitter, uh, it's difficult for my username, but it's uh, author underscore and then M and then my last name, Shaver, which is spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. S-H-A-V-E-R, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Nate, Josh, where can people find you? Go for it, Nate. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, the at the Nate Pretzel, like the food. And I'll be doing the things there. Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Josh Biddick, B-I-T-T-I-C-K. Uh, if you look on any podcast services that you listen to podcasts, you can check out the Up and Comer podcast, where each and every week I sit down with someone who is doing some awesome stuff in the world of content creation. And I talk to them about their life, what they got into content creation, what they're doing and why they do what they do. Give them a platform to kind of share themselves because I think sharing people's stories is fantastic. And I think not a lot of people get to just talk about themselves because it's weird if you do it without someone asking you questions. So I want to be that person who's asking you questions. Uh, yeah. And you can find me at a Green River 7 on Instagram and Twitter. But if you want to follow anybody, please go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. If you're on Twitch, you already know. But search Borderline Entertainment, like, comment, follow, subscribe, all of that great stuff. We have new episodes of Game Chat coming out, uh, more reaction videos, uh, other podcasts, the Parents of Play podcast that just started um, that my wife and I do. Um, we just have a lot of great content coming out, and we want you to stay in the know. So make sure that you like us on all those platforms and join the Discord. Hang out with us in there. There's some really great people, and we love to see the community grow. But Again, huge thank you, Morgan. Thank you for being on this episode. And thank you. Above all else, be well, Borderline family. We'll see you guys next time.